Welcome back to the Weights and Wine podcast. My name is Netta Veda. I am your host. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Netta, N-E-D-A underscore Veda, V-A-E-D-A. I don't know what is going on and I don't know if there's something in the air, but I swear as soon as I turned 28 this year, I have like my body's deteriorating. I swear, like, I don't know what is actually going on, but I never, like, I, I don't know. Like, I never was a type, like, really cared about my age. Like, I was fine at whatever age I was. I don't think I act 28. I think I do act younger than that. I don't know. I feel like I just don't, like, embody someone who's 28, which isn't a bad thing. Like, I'm not really trying to be, like a super super adult right now like I'm kind of fine being in that limbo of like still having a 24 25 year old mindset which if you're someone who's not in your 20s anymore you can kind of understand that literally every age of your 20s I feel like is such a different vibe so I don't know maybe it's because of COVID like I lost a few years but I just feel like I never felt like I was getting older. I never felt like I was really aging until I turned 28. And we'll start with my baker sis. So I, knock on freaking wood, have never had any injuries related to training. I never got hurt. I've been sore a bunch of times because, you know, who hasn't been sore? And that was pretty much the worst of it. I luckily don't have any knee problems. I had plantar fasciitis when I was in high school and, you know, it's not, that's not the end of the world. I luckily never had any serious, serious injuries. And then I turned 28 and then I had my Baker cyst, which in hindsight, is it a super serious injury? No. Is it uncomfortable? Yeah. And we're going to talk about that actually in today's episode. But even my face, like, I don't know what's going on. I woke up last week. My eyes were completely swollen and my face has just been all red and I don't know what's going on. So I went to an allergist last Monday, the previous Monday, and she said, I don't have allergies. Everything's fine. I was like, I don't think that's true. So then I woke up literally two days later and my entire right eye was so puffy and swollen. I could not even open it. I mean, I could, but not all the way. And I'm like, this is a joke. Like this is allergies and I know it's allergies. So I'm not going to call her out, but I just will never go to her again if I need an allergist. Um, so whatever. So then I went to urgent care and they said it's an allergy. A few things changed in the past two weeks since that moment. So there was a few things that could have been it. I fiend off two things. So I know one of them might've been it. One was an under eye cream that I just started using. And then one was I got new bedding. So I don't know if it was something in the bedding that I'm allergic to, but either way, I don't have, I'm not using the eye cream. The bedding has been changed. And the third thing that I changed was I started incorporating a lot of coconut yogurt, coconut water, just coconuts. I heard it's good for gut health. I'm not quite sure, but I also made an appointment to see a GI next week. So we'll see what he says about that. Because also when I turned 28, I 
don't know what happened, but my abs are gone and I cannot find them. I've tracked my macros. I've tried eating intuitively. I eat a very high protein diet. So I was like, you know what? Let me cut back. Maybe I'm eating too much protein. I don't know. Maybe. So I cut back a little bit by like 20, 30 grams a day, cut back. So I was at 120 grams instead of like, I'm usually at 150. And again, I don't know what happened, but between the allergy thing, which, oh, so anyway, so I went to urgent care and she said that, um, it's out. It was like some allergic reaction I had. So I took Zyrtec, Benadryl. We're fine now, but my eye is like where it was puffy. It's like kind of soggy now. And it's not even just that it's red and I don't know what it's red from. And I have this like dry red skin under my neck. And then my right, my left eye is all red too. Like the whole, like the skin of it, not the actual eye, which is good. So nothing's infected and nothing bit me. So there's like no bite mark. So I'm like, I don't know what the fuck is going on, but that all happened. What else happened? Oh, back to my abs, (laughs) which like, is it a first world problem? Yes. A hundred percent. I'm aware of that. But it's also more than that. It's like, it's just who I was for five years. Like I've always had toned physique and for whatever reason, I just, it's so hard for me to now get back to that. And it's tough when you are in the fitness profession and, you know, not that looks for everything, but looks do play a huge part in part of your profession when you are a trainer and you do work with women and you you do a lot of female empowerment for women to be lifting weights so they don't look bulky and they don't look big. But yet when you feel like you're bulky and you're big, it's such a mindfuck. So I don't really know what's going on. I think I need to also do some work with it and see like really what's been happening in my life and what's causing all of this, which I did. And I cannot think of what is. So I don't know what's going on. Um, It's also tough because as someone who literally preaches and coaches and hones in on proper nutrition and strength training and getting steps in and drinking water and managing stress and getting your sleep and all of that. And you do all of that and it's worked for 27 years. And all of a sudden, once you're 28, it's not working. It's frustrating. So that's where I've been. And then what else happened when I turned 28? We had the Baker cysts. We had the random allergies, which by the way, I've never had allergies before in my life. So now we have allergies apparently. Um, what else? I went to the dentist for my bi-yearly or not bi-yearly, what's it called? My six-month checkup. And I found out I grind my teeth so not to wear a night guard at night. And there's just, I don't know what's going on, but hopefully my GI will have some more information on that because I don't know what's going on with my stomach. But anyway, welcome to this episode. Um, this is a good transition actually, because we are going to talk about recovery 101 and this episode is, you know, I just have my personal training certificate. Can I help with injuries? Yes. Am I the best person to go to? Probably not. Can I give general advice? Yes. But I think it's also important that taking that into account. We do kind of need to talk about what to do to prevent injury, what to do when you have an injury, because a lot of my friends and 
I don't mean this in any bad way. You know, like it just, it is what it is. None of my friends are as into health and fitness as I am. I think I have maybe like two or three friends, not including Gil. So when I see my other friends who aren't as into health and fitness as I am, and they go to the gym once or twice and they get, and they're sore or whatever, or they have an injury and I see them just doing all the wrong things. And it's like so irking and like, I'm sure you can relate if you're, if you're the fitness friend, you can relate to this. It's just like irking and it's like, you're actually doing more damage by not doing things than you are by doing the wrong things that made no sense what I just said. Okay. You know what? We're just going to get into it. We're going to talk all about recovery 101. Okay. So I'm going to start off with my personal story on my Baker cyst injury, because that was just the most recent one I had and probably the only one I had. So I was in Europe and I literally woke up the second day and the back of my left knee was in so much pain, but I was there for another five days. So like an asshole, I continued walking on it. We went out every day. We were getting like 20, 25 K steps a day because it's Europe and all you do in Europe is walk around. I was literally limping the entire time, but you know, I was like, it's fine. It's fine. I, my flight was on a Saturday night. I'm like, you know what? I, the day before I took an orange theory class and a rumble boxing class. And then I worked on top of that. So I got in like a bunch of steps that day. Maybe it was that, or maybe it was sitting on a plane for seven hours and just not moving. I was like making up any excuse I had. I'm like, okay, well in Europe, like the hotel we were staying at, it was like two twin beds next to each other. I'm like, maybe it was just a smaller bed. Maybe it's just like the jet lag, whatever it was. I was making up every excuse in the book. Didn't get better. I came home still in so much pain. So I Googled it, Googled all my symptoms and a Baker cyst came up as one of them. Now I want to preface this by saying that if you feel any type of pain, I think it's a 50, 50 of like, try and stick it out and like do the recovery moves and then go or go see a doctor. I don't love going to see doctors right away. I would rather try and solve the problem first. And a lot of the answers to solving problems is pretty simple. It's moving or has to do with your nutrition. And that just goes for like anything. So for me, yes, I was moving that body part, but I also wasn't really taking proper care of it. And that was the wrong move on my part. So I don't think you should ever ignore anything you have in your body. If it's ever uncomfortable or if you feel anything, take a look at it and like do something about it. Don't just let it sit there. Now, obviously this goes on saying, but this is for more acute injuries. If you're ever in chronic pain, then please go seek professional guidance because, you know, I don't really know much about that stuff. This is just like, hey, I'm a little sore or like, hey, this feels a little uncomfortable. Like, here's what you can do for these things. But obviously, if you're in chronic pain, go see someone. This is just for like, cute things. Okay, now that I put that disclaimer out there, let's continue. So I self-diagnose it. And again, self-diagnosing might help with more acute injuries. It probably is not the best thing to do if you have chronic ones. So it doesn't hurt to like have a trusted physical therapist or a trusted medical professional whose opinion you trust. Um. 
I came home, self-diagnosed it. So once I found out it was a Baker cyst, I started putting a decompression on it. I started icing it and I started elevating it. So by elevating it, I basically would either have my, like I would lean against the wall and I would have my legs up against the wall. I've also heard that helps with blood flow. So I've actually been doing that for a while now, for a few months, actually. I try and do it every day. It's more like three to four times a week when I actually remember to do it. I'll do that. So that's supposed to help with circulation in general. But I did that. Um, I had it elevated. I had ice. I had it compressed. I didn't stay off of it because you just in general, you never want to go immobile. You always want to keep your body moving. And that's why going back to the beginning of this episode, when I said, when I hear my non-fitness friends say that like, they're just going to rest and they're going to take like a week off or something. It's like, no, that is the worst thing you can do. Something's sore or uncomfortable. You need to actually work through it. You can't just let it sit there. And listen, if your glutes are sore after a glute day, that's normal. If they're sore two days after and you haven't trained glutes in a while, that's fine. Like that's normal. If you're in severe pain, then that's different. Again, difference between acute and chronic pain. But you also should not just not train your legs or not train your glutes. Like you should still be working that muscle because it should still be activating. You should still get blood flowing through it and it should still be moving and pumping and working. But mine just was not getting better after a week. So now we're at two weeks, one week of just walking around in Europe. And then the second week of just trying to fix it, it's not getting any better in my opinion, but again, I'm not a doctor. So I went to an orthopedic and a physical therapist and they both told me the similar things. They said, it's a good self-diagnosis because it was correct. It's really so minute. And to just, this is what my orthopedic said. And to just, um, what did he say? Just keep working it. Don't go as heavy. Cause obviously I told him I lifted. Don't lift as heavy, lift lighter, but don't go immobile. And that's again, where I think a lot of people who aren't into the health and fit, who aren't into fitness that much don't understand is that just because like your shoulders bothering you after you train upper body doesn't mean you stop training upper body. It means like, okay, maybe I'm not going to do twenties for shoulder presses. Maybe I'll go down to tens or fifteens and see how that feels. It doesn't mean I'm never going to train shoulders or upper body again, because that's silly. Similarly to the glute thing, just because your glutes are sore, maybe next time you don't hit thrust 300 pounds. Maybe you do 100 or maybe you do 200. Like you don't just stop doing these movements. You have to just modify it. Or maybe you do body weight or bands or whatever, but you get the gist. You modify it. You don't just go immobile completely. I'll probably repeat that so many more times about this episode. Um, so that was my orthopedic set. He also said I had weaker hip bones, which I've never heard of. And I was very surprised actually, because I am someone who does strength training and who has been for five plus years, which isn't a short amount of time. I mean, in the grand scheme it is, but I was very surprised by that. So then I went to a trusted physical therapist and he said something very similar. He said, your hips are a lot, are weaker. So he showed me exercises to strengthen them. I've been doing them. Hopefully they're getting a little bit better. But similarly, what they both said at the end of the day was it's such a minute 
injury, just ice, rest, compress, elevate, all that good stuff. And that's it. So that was my personal experience with the Baker cyst. But the most important thing to take away is that you need to also, well, A, keep your body moving so you don't go immobile completely. But also it's important to understand that it's okay to take rest days so that your body has time to recover properly and is less likely to get injured. And this goes for anything. Like looking back at my personal experience, I train Monday through Friday, rest day, Saturday, and then I'll do something on Sunday. I don't really know what it is. It kind of just depends every week. And then Wednesdays is usually like a lighter workout. It's like more Pilates or yoga. What I did before going to Europe was I trained Monday through Friday and Friday I had a double workout. I did an orange theory class. And if you know, you know how much I love my Friday morning orange theory classes with Craig because he actually pushes me. So it's not just your basic orange theory class. It's like an elevated class. And then on top of that, I did a rumble boxing class right after. So did I train too much? Probably or not probably a hundred percent. Yes, I did. And on top of that, I did not take proper time to recover. The next day I went on a freaking plane for seven hours and then I woke up and we were jotting around Europe. So did I properly recover? No. Is that what caused my Baker cyst? I don't know. Probably because there literally was no other correlation. But just in general, it's so, so important to take the time to rest your body. This is why rest days are so important. And this is why I hate, like I actually cannot stand when people tell me that they work out, even if they say they work out six days a week, that to me is still too much. Unless you are a professional bodybuilder whose literal life revolves around waking up, going to the gym, eating chicken and egg whites and oats every day, then you do not need to be training six days a week. It is so unnecessary. And the funniest and most ironic part about this is that your body literally does not need to be moving that much. And what your body actually needs, if you're putting that much stress on it, because if you don't know by now, any exercise you do is a form of stress on the body. Stress doesn't necessarily mean like, oh my God, I have so much to do. I'm so stressed out. I have a laundry list of errands to run. Like, yes, that's stress, but also working out and physical strength training and especially with weights is another form of stress on your body. So when you're putting so many stresses on top of each other on your body, because we all have our daily life stresses as well, what do you think is going to happen? Like your body's going to shut down and that's where the injuries come in. And that's why it is so important to take those rest days and to take time to just back off of training heavy or just training and just let your body be and relax. Like rest days are so, so important. I could talk about them for an entire episode, which actually maybe I will, but it, hold on, I'm actually going to write that down because rest days. Okay. Um, rest days are so, so important and they're necessary. If you're an everyday person, like that's why, or any people, everyone needs a rest day. But if you're someone who's relatively new into health and fitness, people don't recommend you starting out training five days a week. It really starts with like three to four. 
And three is like kind of the baseline of like, hey, let's start with three days and see how you feel because it is just so, so much stress. And you probably may not even realize it, or you may, who knows, but it's a lot on your body. Um, Going back to rest days, it also doesn't necessarily mean like just because you have a rest day, it doesn't mean you have to be completely immobile. Like you can still do stuff. You can go for a walk. You can do something light. Like you can do yoga. You can do stretches. You can do some functional work. You can do lots of deep, deep stretching. You can go play tennis. Like do something fun that's good for your body. Think about neat. You can do anything like that. That's not necessarily exercise specific, but it's something that's going to keep you moving. Or you can also literally do nothing if that's what you want. I have my rest days where I try not to leave my bed and I am on a Netflix binge for the whole day because that's what your body needs sometimes. There are other times when, like me, for example, me and Gil were just in Philly for a few days and we woke up later than usual, which is like seven <laughs> since we both wake up. Well, he wakes up like four or 4.30 and I'm up at like 5.30. But we slept in. We didn't do anything when we first woke up. We just watched TV for hours. And then like we eventually got the day going. But that's also a form of rest too. And while we did walk around the city, and yes, I may have gotten 10 to 12 step, 10 to 12K steps in, which was great. It wasn't like it was because I was running a marathon or because I was on the treadmill at Orange Theory. It was just because that's what we were doing. We were walking around. We weren't like speed walking. It was just more leisurely enjoying everything, seeing different sites and parks and trying different foods, like whatever it was. Um, so that's also something to think about too. And that also goes into your recovery and your rest as well, because you cannot be lifting heavy. You cannot be eating your high protein meals. You cannot be getting all your steps in and you cannot be drinking your water and getting your sleep in. If you're also not taking time to recover and taking time to properly understand how to recover, take your rest days. You can't have a well-balanced life without rest days. You can't have a well-balanced life without days that you are strength training for 45 to 60 minutes and then you're hitting your 10K steps a day and then you're hitting all your protein goals for the day. You can't have that without also having days where you are going for a light walk, you're doing yoga for 30 minutes, and then you're living your life. You're not really looking at your Apple Watch, you're not looking at if you close your rings or not. You're just living your life. You need to have both, and that's part of the balance too. Now, there's some general recovery tips that you can do to kind of alleviate this. And this does go back into like when you see an acute or you feel an acute injury, like what you can do to kind of help alleviate it, other than just keeping your body moving because yes, that's always priority and tip number one. These are just things that, I mean, some of them are more, I feel like placebo effects. Some of them are actually good. Like obviously your nutrition and hydration should be also a top priority as well as moving your body and getting some physical activity in there as well. Um, active recovery too. So again, you're not just like completely immobile some days. Some days for your recovery, you might be walking intentionally. You might be playing tennis. You might be outside golfing or why am I blanking? 
maybe you're doing a Pilates class, maybe you're trying a new workout that's less intense for you, but it is your form of active recovery. Like mine is yoga. Yoga is not super intense for me, but it's a great way for me to recover my body on Saturday. So that's more like my active rest day. Other things like stretching, that also ties into things you can do at the gym. It's like functional fitness. You can do them in your living room or your basement or literally wherever you want. You don't need any equipment, maybe a band, but even then there's so many you can do with body weight. Um, There's massages. You can use a foam roller. You can use those handheld gun massages. You can go get a massage. Those things I feel like are more placebo. Like, yes, they're helpful, but at the end of the day, they're a grain of sand. They're not like a big rock. If you think back to the rocks episode, um, it's it's going to help. It's not like the best thing to do. What else? Um, there's the three R's that athletes use. It's replenish, rest, and recover. So replenish, water, hydration, sleep, everything. Rest, obviously resting. And then recover is just taking that time to recover. Um, this, this varies depending on the person and the injury. So keep those in mind too. And then we have compression, which if, depends on the injury. Like my Baker cyst needed compression. A lot of the other acute injuries I've had throughout the years, which was just like um, something that's sore. Maybe something got like misplaced when I was doing a move. Those are fine. You don't need to really recover. I'm sorry. You don't need to really compress those. What else? What else? Oh, we're so running out of time. Okay. <laughs> Um, and then sleep. Sleeping is huge. Sleeping also kind of ties into rest. There's going to be times where your body literally just needs to rest. It's not every time though, so don't get excited, but there will be times where your body just needs to chill out and rest because if you don't give your body a rest, it will do it for you and it's not going to be pretty and it's not going to be the way you want it to be. So take the time while you're healthy and you're good and you're capable to actually rest. And finally, we have our favorites for the week, which I didn't even realize that we haven't done one in almost a month. The last one I did was um, episode 50, Eating Out 101, on July 19th. So it's been a little less than a month, but that's fine because we're going to start her back up again. Um, My favorites for this week, I have... (laughs) I'm not promoting drugs by any means, but I really have to say that Zyrtec helped so much with my allergies and I could totally be saying this as someone who like, or as someone who literally has never had allergies before and I didn't know what to do at all. Like I was terrified. And then since using Zyrtec, which is literally just an over-the-counter drug, like I'm not, it's not anything illegal. It has helped so much and I cannot believe it. Like when I tell you I woke up with my eye swollen and I was so scared that I would like worst case scenario go blind. It was like nerve wracking to another level. So shout out to Zyrtec. And I'm sure there's so many great other over-the-counter allergy medicines, but it's just so weird. Like who develops allergies at 28? I feel like that's so bizarre. And also more bizarre that my allergist literally told me I don't have any allergies. I was like, no, like I definitely do. So that's that. And I'm going to cop out by saying this, but you know what? 
it is what it is rest days rest days are a favorite because rest days are just the tried and true like you need rest days if you're not resting i literally don't know what you're doing you should not honestly be able to train unless you have rest days what the hell is this like airplane it's like flying above that's being so loud okay she's gone um yeah and i mean that with a hundred percent like honesty and like yes i'm joking but like, i'm also serious like you need to rest and if you're not resting i literally don't know what you're doing again not to say you have to be immobile and you have to do a whole like netflix binge every like twice or three times a week but you do have to take time to listen to your body and to properly recover because if you don't your body will do it for you and trust me you do not want your body to do it for you because that's how injuries happen and yeah i think that's it i think we covered all the basics of recovery i'm like what do we even talk about oh my god is this really what happens when you turn 28 because i feel like i need someone to wait weigh in on this like this cannot be real like what is going on um anyway on that note i hope you have a great week i hope you found something helpful i hope you had a good chuckle at this episode i hope you learn a thing or two about recovery and if you're not doing structured rest days then i really 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 hope you do now because you gotta get on that um that's it thank you so much for listening you can follow me on tiktok where i post daily health and fitness content at neda n-e-d-a underscore veda v-a-e-d-a i also i'm trying to get back more into instagram i just kind of like don't really care about instagram right now which i go through phases and i'm trying to get back into it but username is the same there as well n-e-d-a underscore v-a-e-d-a i hope you have a great week have a great one